like I think actually that book started my reading spree because of one quote where he says that you know that my whole life I have known no wise people over a broad subject matter area who didn't read all the time none zero <laughs> in this episode I talk with Dima Siritkin who's the founder and CEO of a Finnish startup called Panda Training Dima publishes an article on LinkedIn every week. It's kind of like a book review because he gives these books grades, the best being A plus and so on. I don't think there's been any Fs. So yeah, his articles are kind of book reviews, but really they're more like notes that he writes to remind himself what he learned from the books that he reads. If you've heard a few episodes of this podcast, you will understand why I relate to that. So here we go. This is my conversation with Dima. Just like you, uh, I'm a big reader, although mm-hmm. not as much as you, because this article, I'll just quickly read the title. Thirty-three uh, yeah. books read in seven and a half months, ranked and reviewed. So I had a look, and I really enjoyed reading it. And I noticed I had also read many of them. Definitely not thirty-three. I think I, I think I read maybe half of them. Mm. And I wanted to talk to you about close. it just because. Sorry, <laughs> you're close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I wanted to talk to you about it. Do you remember? Do you have the article open right now? Um, I can. No, 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 don't. I just want to know if you okay. have it open. Okay. Well, then no, let me I'm, tell I'm you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Okay, good. Well, then the you you had three three of the top ones. The top three. Um, I've read one of them. So yeah. your top. Do you remember what your top three were? I think so. Yeah. Um. I I, I remember. Yeah. I remember at least um two of them. In the I'm top sure three, the you had the Listening Society. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And yes. then the two Yuval Noah Harari books, Homo yeah. Deus and Sapiens. Now, I've read yes. Sapiens. I'm a huge fan of Sapiens. It yeah. might be my favorite book of all time, awesome. or at least right now, it's my favorite book. And I've yeah. and the thing about Sapiens, I haven't actually finished it, or maybe I've only finished it once. The the thing is, <laughs> I keep reading the first half over and over again. I've read the first half like five times. Wow, and then the okay. second half maybe once, just because I'm not ready to go there. Every time I read the <laughs> first half, I'm like, okay, I, I have to digest this some more. Mm. So, so tell me about what's, what's your what, what do you think is the sort of the, the key there that 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 kind of makes you like, oh my god, this is so big, I need to digest it. Well, I'm I'm um I'm a stat nerd, statistics nerd, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I want those numbers i want to learn that. i want to know that you know the cognitive we revolution was seventy thousand years ago i want to know that agriculture we discovered fire three hundred thousand years ago i want mm. to know that going from fire to agriculture it took however many hundred thousand years and then going from agriculture mm. to um industrial it took this you know I, i want those numbers and i want somehow that data is important to me Makes sense because cool. that helps me understand the philosophy better. Cool. Now let me ask you: Do you gain more from reading lots of books? The reason I'm asking you that is because I I think I gain more from reading few books, but just 
repeat repeat reading. Are you a fan of repeat reading? I guess that's my question. I'm not. I'm not. Um, mm. I might come like I, I. I think even when I was like a child, I I, I like I was like I'm not. I'm, I don't want to like watch the same stuff again, like the, the same movie. Like unless it's on the TV, and then like my mom is watching it, and then it's just like easy to kind of join in, and it's more like a cozy family moment. Like mm. I don't usually watch stuff twice. Mm. Sometimes it did happen though, and um, with books it happens even like even rarer. Mm. So. What I what I did think about lately though is um, applying things and and there's certain things uh, certain books where I, I don't really feel like I need to apply the knowledge right away. For example, the books on communication, uh, like nonviolent communication, and then I read recently the empathy, uh, the book on empathy, and I uh, and then I had an argument with my girlfriend, and I was like, hmm, I think hmm. I should <laughs> I should pay more. Refer to uh, page forty two. Exactly. Yeah. But then I come back to them and, and like what, what, like this articles that I'm writing at first they were popular and then everyone stopped reading them. I don't know if it's because of the algorithm. Like I know that LinkedIn, for example, removed like the articles being shown on your main like profile. Mm. And like now I'm basically writing them for myself because I'm, I'm coming Absolutely. back to some of these articles and being like, what did I write for myself? What were the parts that I found most useful? So I don't, I don't need to read the book anymore. And it's not just because like, because it's, because I've already read it. Right. So the summary is for myself because if someone else reads it, I don't expect them to actually like, rem because they don't have any sort of connection to the actual book. They mm. won't really, the, the quote won't trigger them to remember details. But for me, it's like, I can read one quote and then I'm like, Oh, this is, you know, this is how, how it was described in the book. Yeah. Well, there's two, two things from um from what you said that I want to unpack. So the first the first thing was just going back to the repeat reading and viewing. I'm yep. I'm the exact opposite. Whereas ever yep. since I was a kid <laughs> I only watch the films that I like. Meaning <laughs> meaning I would watch over and over again. That's a good thing. Like, I I dislike yeah. even now I dislike watching new films. I would yeah. rather watch <laughs> I would rather watch Terminator 2 again then go yeah. to the movies right now and watch something that I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Interesting. Interesting. and I noticed that with my, cause I have kids and, and I noticed that they really hate watching things and I don't watching things again. And I, yeah. you know, because now they have infinite choices online yeah. on YouTube and Netflix and whatever. So they don't have to watch things again. But when I was growing up, we, you know, we would own like, whatever dvds mm. you bought you Makes you sense. watch Makes over sense. and over again yeah 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 i'm and somewhere in between i guess but but still kind of like novelty is important yeah yeah but and i and i would learn dialogue and learn lines mm. and oh. recite the lines so when it comes to books i'm exactly the same because i want to it's like you said you said before about applying the knowledge so the reason i don't want to necessarily take on many new books is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i i want to apply the stuff i've learned from this book first so yeah. until i've applied it i'm not moving on to a new one because i know that it's gonna yeah. disappear so Makes do you, you so you don't worry about that not so much partly because i'm um i guess like partly what my my goal is is to increase my um sort of decision making ability Mm -hmm. And I feel like the more things blow my mind completely, 
mm. the better I am, and, and then the more like my breadth, a breadth of of knowledge is. Um, so or or yeah, kind of like how many different things I know. I, I also think of it as um, kind of like if I don't remember it, then it wasn't important. <laughs> and mm. then like if it if it is important, then I'll I'll sort of come back to it. But I do like for example, Sapiens. I was considering coming back. I then oh, though yeah. like, I went to a, I went I went to a play actually in Helsinki. There was um um like a theater play based on Sapiens where they I know. would just. I saw that advertised. Yeah. I wanted to go, but yeah. how was it? Um, both good and <laughs> and a bit disappointing. Like the display was cool, but I was a bit disappointed. It was silent. Um, so you know, I th- I think that there could be more done. And then back to the topic of the repeat. Another disappointing thing to like me and my girlfriend was that it was just we were like we kind of felt we already knew a lot of these things and and they felt a bit re- repetitive <laughs> in, in in a way that the, they didn't um like surprise anymore and and they didn't um or not it's not only about surprise they didn't seem relevant because i think many of them we did already internalize okay there were of course all as always there were a couple of things where you're like hmm, like actually this thing I didn't yet internalize and maybe I should come back to it and actually, you know, do do more things about it. That's a good word, uh, internalize. I rarely use that word as a verb. Now you've got... Digest. Wor- <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is you're making me wonder if I just take a long time to internalize things and you seem to you seem to do it really quickly because like i said i uh, notice it though the key the first step is to notice it because in the past maybe yeah. after i get it let's not forget about books for a minute just a, a new idea <laughs> like you hear somebody yeah. saying something and i'm like that is an awesome idea i'm going to adopt this idea i'm going to internalize it but then i move on to the next one because the next idea is just as awesome because we live in a world <laughs> of abundance there's awesome yeah. ideas hitting you every single day and it's only when I notice, like, when I accidentally notice, like, a new idea comes to me, and then mm. I notice that, wait, I heard this two months ago, and I completely <laughs> forgot about it, and and I just accidentally rediscovered it now. So that's when I started going, right, I have to stop taking in new ideas. I need to just repeat the ideas yeah. that I like. So you're happy just reading something once and then you've got the point and then you're ready to move on. So you don't have a problem with remembering things, Keep to put it simply. Well, I, of course I do. I mean, I'm not, I don't have a photographic memory. It's just that I sort of consider that the most important things will stick. So for example, this A plus books, it's hard to forget them to me. Mm. Like, like they, they sort of, they, they impress me. And, and what do you say? Like that awesome ideas hit you every day. I don't actually feel that way completely, like in a way that like this A plus ideas don't hit me every day. Like it's, it's more, it's way more rare. And okay. therefore like when they do, then I actually do sort of remember them and I, um, I'm like, whoa. And then another side is that, you know, like I come, I come back to this reviews. So for example, poor Charlie's Almanac, I came back like one of the books. I love... that I, I, Any, yeah. Let's, all right, let's get into this list. Let's get into this list. I'm, I'm, I'm... Yeah. I'm the biggest Charlie Munger fan in the world. <laughs> I, I mean, he's he's my favorite person alive. Okay, yeah. so let's go from the top. So um, now this book, I, I actually didn't know. So yeah. yeah, The Listening Society. It's a rare one. It's a rare one. Metamodernism. Yeah. So what's that about? Yeah. And I think it's like, wait, so continue, continuing this. I think it's still my top one, actually. Okay, give me, like give me a few sentences. 
if 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 it's possible like what is it about yeah. and what did you take yeah. from it yeah um yeah it's one of those books that's hard to summarize but in but in let's test wait wait let's yeah. test your because you're saying that you don't like yeah, repeat readings so let's yeah, see now course. what do you remember from it? <laughs> let's let's okay, see it i can tell you a lot um um so essentially the the the, um, the key insights uh, from the book is that is from developmental psychology. So developmental psychology says that humans develop in in stages, mm. and so so there is a is, is there is a different sort of qualitative state, and and it, it differentiates between four four different sort of areas in which you can sort of develop. So one is what they call I think complexity. So essentially, sort of how much complexity can you handle? How how big ideas? How abstract ideas can you? Can you actually keep in your mind? Mm. And the the ridiculous thing, <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word, is that this model has been empirically tested. So there is, I think it's called model of hierarchical complexity. And it has a lot of research behind it. And it seems to be valid that people have different stages of how well they process things. Mm. And of course, these are not innate. So this is something that you develop. Um, where you can sort of move along the ladder, so to say. Another one is a code. So a code is the the sort of the societal code, the, the sort of the frameworks, the the ways the ways that the society sort of operates. In a, in a sense that uh, Newton had no idea about, for example, quantum quantum theory, mm. and, and that that that's the limiting factor. No matter how good of an information processor he is. And like how how high up the complexity is, in some way, you and me have a huge advantage against Newton because we know a lot more from what other people discovered. So if if we were, if we are to kind of like discover something even more sort of profound and fundamental, we kind of can build on the existing knowledge. Mm. Another one, the third one is the um, the way you feel every day, actually. So. So are you, are you miserable? Are you happy? What, what's your state of mind every day? And, and kind of like going from complete hell to sort of divinity, <laughs> you know? And mm. then the last one is uh, depth. So how much depth have you seen? Have you seen divinity? Have you seen hell? Mm. And it's, you know, this, this, you know, kind of like phenomena that uh, people who've been to concentration camps, they, they, have, they seem to have this depth. And the same with this, you know, uh, spiritual gurus, even though their complexity might not be that great and their ideas might not be that, that profound, mm. but just the fact that they've seen this, you know, divine states of being, it kind of, you know, they have this aura of like, whoa, like, it seems like they, they sort of either know something or they are, you know, they are in a different state of, of being. So yeah, it, it's quite complex. And then based on that, it draws and be, says like, okay, how do we construct society? Like, should we have meditation in schools? Should we have therapy for everyone, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's a political philosophy book, but it's, it's pretty much built on psychology. Okay. <laughs> cool. No, that was really, really interesting to hear. Thank you. Did you, so you remembered all of that. That was all your, was that in your memory? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I, I remember more, <laughs> but I, I, I want to like spare your listeners. <laughs> no, no, and that was that was from one reading. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, excellent. Yeah, but it's but again, it's an A plus book. Yes, 
All right, let me pick another book from here. Um, what do you remember about Homo Deus? So essentially, I like the last quote he gives in the book. So he, he finishes the book with like a summary of three points. Oh, and that's are you going to spoil just... it for us? Go on, give give us the spoilers. <laughs> I am um, like yeah. So essentially, like I don't remember word by word, but essentially what he's saying is that intelligence and consciousness are so to say decoupling. The the in in previous history, intelligent beings like humans have also been the conscious beings mm. or other way around. But with the emergence of AI, that, that's not necessarily the case anymore. You, you will have you know, chatbots that will be human-like in every sense mm. and in a way would be human because you wouldn't be able to say from the outside if that's human or not if you didn't know it's a chatbot. But there won't be any consciousness. And that, that makes things a lot weirder. And, and that, that to me, that's super important because I feel like the meaning of life stems from consciousness. Like if there is no observer, it doesn't matter. Like mm. if there's only AI and rocks, then there's no one to, who could suffer from it. The fact that we can experience things makes it meaningful. Mm. Uh, in some way, I, I like Homo Deus even more than, uh, than Sapiens, but, but I, it's hard to compare. And th yeah, that's, I, that's the first point <laughs> of the three. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll let you continue. We, give, hit me with the next two. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure if I remember all three, but basically the second one, I think, is about the, the biotech as well. And, and sort of the fact that the biotech is going is gonna to become like a huge, huge force. You would be able to analyze people and, and essentially hack people. As a result it completely changes the way the society works because we think that you know best what's good for you. Like we say, you know, like, oh, for me, this fills this. For me, that, that's good. What if there would be a system that un understands you better than, than you understand yourself? Mm. That, that, like, that kind of completely sort of changes the way we op operate in, in the world. And yeah, and, and sort of, oh yeah, and the, the third one was kind of like the one that, that I think was uh, sort of precursor for the previous two, which is that, um, that science is uh, converging on the fact that we are just algorithms and life is just data processing, yep. which means that this stuff is hackable and we're going to be able to, to hack it and become gods, essentially, yep. and do whatever we want. So yep. yeah. The thing I love about Yuval is, uh, I haven't read Homo Deus, I have it, but I just haven't started it just because I'm in love with Sapiens so much. <laughs> um, but the thing I love about Yuval is he, he speaks so clearly and so simply. And those points that you just made, I've actually taken them from him, from his talks, just watching a couple of his talks. Yeah, of course. So, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. And he was, he was able to explain those points so explicitly yeah i feel like I yeah. <laughs> i'm not in a hurry to read homo deus right now yeah yeah makes sense makes sense. all right let me move on to another book we could have like one episode on each of these because this is so good but <laughs> yes and i don't want to it feels it almost feels wrong to try and summarize these into one or two sentences but i want to try and do that let me yeah let me ask you about atomic habits Oh now, yeah, brilliant. You said, brilliant. You said I, I can I can summarize it in one or two. Okay, seconds. great. But I'm I'm curious. First of all, you said you implemented nine habits. 
yes. in four weeks because of that book. Tell me, or do yeah. you want to summarize it first or do you want to tell me the nine new habits first? Yeah, I can tell you the habits. Yeah, so yeah, tell me what habits did so you? So it's uh, from watching less TV series, playing less computer games, TV series and movies. So I, I've been kind of like almost addicted. Have you? Uh, oh them. man, I got rid of that long time ago. Yes. I haven't watched yeah. TV or movies for so long. I do have the video game addiction. I still have video games, unfortunately. I, I've got recent get rid of it recently, and it's just it was transformative. Like it was like yes. And and the problem is that I would still watch like the profound stuff. Like for example, there is like a Dune the movie coming out by uh, Denis Villeneuve. So I'm gonna watch it. Like mm. I I'm gonna go to the theater and I'm gonna be like among the first people just because I know I'm gonna love this so much. Like, mm. but I I know what things I like, and the problem is that the, the things I like or I love are so few and far between. Mm. But then I ended up watching everything just because it's comfortable, just because it's a sort of, it became a habit of like, oh, let's watch another one. Mm. And even though I'm not enjoying them anymore and they're not profound, and, and you know, so I would, yeah. But yeah, so that's one. Um, meditation, okay. uh, not eating food after eight, following my diet, mm. uh, doing at least a bit of yoga, like even five minutes per day. Mm. What else? Uh, what else was there? Reading. Uh, I stopped kind of like writing some of them because they became sort of automatic. Yeah, love it, love it. Yeah. So uh, reading, going to sleep before uh, before midnight. Great. What time do you wake up? I wake up um, like eight. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I try to sleep like midnight to eight. Okay. So I'm, pretty, like, I'm. I'm. I think I'm not on the high ultra performer scope where they wake up at five a.m. or something. I'm, I'm not doing so. <laughs> and on the weekends, I sleep like, like till nine or something. Okay. So tell me, what is it about that book that helped you gain these, implement these Ooh. habits? Yeah, actually, I, hard, hard. So I think like th there are many like tools and insights, but I think the two that st stuck with me, or maybe there's there's a couple more. But so the one is habit tracking. So I have like a simple small small sort of like carton page sort of like this um like hard paper thingy and it's um i don't know it's like a6 or something like pretty small mm. and that i can put it as a, like a book you know um what is it called uh like in, in in my books as a page page holder okay and um i i just put like the sort of date on it like fourth fifth sixth seventh etc of like march whatever and then i put uh, so that those are like columns and then i put uh rows as habits and then I mark every day which habits I've done. I, I stopped like marking all of them because, well, for example, reading became so automatic. I, I know that I'm uh, like, so far I didn't miss a day of like wow. publishing a book on Wednesday. So I know that it's like, whatever, Amazing. Like, if, if it's going to be sliding down, because if, it, if, it, if it's too much, it's a bit hard to track. But once you have like four or five habits, it's a bit easier to track. And um, so that's number one. Number two is making things easier slash more difficult. So for example, if you don't want to watch TV, uh, just unplug it every time you finish watching. Uh, like if you have an actual TV in your mm. home, then unplug this TV set. And that can be so powerful. Or like more practical 21st century example. Mm. If you want to stop watching YouTube, download a simple extension on your um, Google Chrome and add it as a like blacklisted website. And you can wow. still go back. You okay. can still you can still like unblacklist it and still watch, but then every time you finish watching, just add it to the blacklist again. So what it does is that every time you need to make that action, it makes it harder. 
because yep. you need to make extra step and it makes you think a bit longer about it and you're yep. like do I really want to do this uh, and and the opposite sort of if you make things easier then it's it, it's easier to do them essentially so if you you know figure out how to make it the easiest or uh, to create a reward for yourself that that kind of sticks there and and I think partly just to be honest just reading the book it was so inspiring examples he gives and and sort of the all the tools he gives that that I just gave the momentum to start these things so, nice yeah. Really nice. Cool. All right, I'm going to move on. Um, let's talk about Poor Charlie's Almanac, one of my favorite all-time books. I love awesome. this book so much. Yeah. Uh, what, so what did you get from this? So I think one of the key, key things was sort of this long-term perspective, for example, in investing. So they, they give this example that Warren Buffett says that Treat investing as if you have only 20 times you can invest in your life. Mm. That's it. Once you're out, you can never invest again. So it, you would think a lot harder on like, what do you want to invest in? Mm. And how they invest is that, you know, they, they find businesses that have like a competitive advantage that other businesses are not like matching, that there's, there's not going to be an, an ability to even compete. And, um, and probably they look for the team and then they just invest in them and they sit on the stock for like years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. You know, mm. like they invested in Apple. I, I bet they still own Apple stock. They're not like exiting from it. No, you know? um, no that's what they're known for. They don't, they, they just sit on it. Yeah. And then this is actually the, the book that, or like actually my review that I'm coming uh, back, like actually maybe among the most often ones because I, I forget the ideas, but yeah, I, so I, many. I sort of get, I get reminded of them. But for example, having a, a checklist, for example, for things. So kind of like uh, write, writing things down that, okay, like I want to do this and this and, and this and, and this is how you can like um, do things. Paying attention to the system design, um, integrity. Um, I think he, he mentions how, how easy it is to sort of lose reputation and, and how permanent uh, that is. Great point. And then, Lastly, the the human human biases. Yeah, so he uh, he's really aware of like uh, where where do we make what, what biases are inherent in us and how to avoid uh, avoid sort of bumping into them. And of course, like the competitive advantage. So like if you were to judge any business, you judge it by the moat around it. Like how what's the competitive competitive advantage of that business? Okay, yeah, it's funny. It's only when you start talking about it, I. I remember the um, the investing stuff, whereas the the stuff that I took away from it is, yeah, it's what you said about integrity and just he he has like a list of things like how to just how to be successful and it and it has yeah. nothing to do with actual investing. It's just about mm. being reliable and be rational. Yeah, and. Oh, that's easier said than done. <laughs> exactly, it is so easier said than done. But once you once you remind it, like reliable means, do what you say you'll do. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, that's so obvious. But then, how often do I do that? And then I I kind of put myself under audit, like for I don't know a few days, a week or whatever. And then like how many? And then I started noticing how many things you don't do and how many things you do do. But and once you're actually tracking it. Yeah. Okay, I've said this. I'm. I have to do this. Once you mm. start tracking it, you you become so much better at doing it. So. And by the way, um, 
two thoughts uh, interrelated. So yeah. actually, like another actually huge thing that I almost forgot that started the whole, like, I think actually that book started my reading spree because ah. of one quote where he says that, you know, oh, like my, yes. my whole life, I have known no wise people yes. over a broad subject matter area who didn't read. All Absolutely. The time. None, zero. <laughs> yep. And, and that was just like, and at the well point, done. Like, you remember the quote, exactly. And, and interrelated was that I recently, like what makes me now go more into meditation, I've uh, listened to one podcast or actually watched, uh, it was a video podcast where uh, this person who was, um, she, there's a movie called Molly, Molly's Game that is sort of after this woman uh, whose name is Molly Bloom, where she was like, meditation will make you dangerous. And I was okay. like, I don't know why, but like that, that phrasing kind of really caught me. And of course, like she, she talked more about it, but I was like, ooh. And it's interesting how sometimes that's like a single quote can actually make you change. Mm. This is really cool. You need to you need to come back. We need to do a part two of this. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, more than happy to do that. Okay, or you can like cut them. <laughs> <I'm too happy laughs> <to answer. laughs> okay, let me ask you about meditations. Yeah. What, what do you think? Uh, the book from uh, Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius's meditations. What did you think? What did yeah, you take away from um, that? I think generally, like the Stoic philosophy. So um, yeah, it's so huge like, for um, me. That changed my just, life. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Tell me. Just oh. the one quote. The one yeah. quote for me is um. Oh wait, let me get it right. Choose. You don't have to. Yeah. yeah. Cho- choose not to be offended, and you haven't been. Mm, mm, mm. Like choose yeah. not to be offended, and you haven't been. Yeah. Right. Because that's being offended or being hurt or being insulted. That's mm. a thing you do to yourself. Yeah. So that was an eye opener for me. And since then, it's like, whoa, nothing can touch me. Nothing can yeah. touch me. And no, nobody can upset me anymore. And that huge, huge, that was a huge change. I think for me, one of the actually biggest ones, or maybe the biggest one in, in there, was that kind of like doing the right thing is hard. But like once you begin doing it, you will understand how tremendously satisfying it is. Yep. And it also reminds me of this quote from Leonardo da Vinci, which I hope is actually from Leonardo da Vinci, I'm not sure, where he says something along the lines that once you uh, taste the flight, you will always live your life with your eyes sort of turned skyward. And it's yeah. uh, kind of like, so, so they're a bit different, but sort of somehow interrelated. But anyhow, yeah. on the meditations, it's kind of that, you know, with this thing where it's like, it's really hard to start with these habits. But the thing is that not doing them is a vicious loop, but also the opposite. Once you start doing these things and you start actually seeing change in yourself and actually, you know, you, you, there is a momentum. Exactly. And, and you start feeling this like positive force and kind of moving you forward and, and understanding that, like, that it's going to get easier and it's going to get exciting. And like, once you kind of see that, you're going to be, you know, unstoppable, fortunately, hopefully. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, positive inertia, and it's about getting getting pleasure from doing something positive. So that's what I noticed. Like I was, mm. uh, like I said, I wasn't really addicted to TV or movies. But I tell you one mm-hmm. thing, I was addicted to is I'm a huge basketball guy, and I would just <laughs> the first thing I would do when I wake up is just go to an NBA. Uh, mm page and just start mindlessly watching the clips from last night and then i thought what if 
the thing I was really into was, I don't know, investing like Warren Buffett. Or、mm. the thing I was really into was learning about myself, like Yuval says. So,、mm. and I just wanted to test it. So every morning before, just before I start typing MBA, I would just pick up a book, any book, and just start reading、yeah. it. And once、yeah. that becomes a habit, everything, everything changed. Makes sense. And by the way, like on the habits, maybe last thought、uh, that we didn't touch upon, but I think it's super important. So, like the the overarching theme here is that, like once I started that, it just rolled so easily. And I think the key is publishing these reviews. So I promised everywhere, like I promised on my LinkedIn profile, and then like、uh, some of our clients already like are writing to me, like, "Hey,、uh, keep that up! Like I'm I'm watching out and like picking the books for myself、mm. to read from your <laughs> from your lists."、Uh, so even though there's like not a big audience and and the audience doesn't matter, but just because I promise that I'm gonna publish it every week, I, I feel like creates such a like huge accountability. And,、yes. and second of all, also the ability to sort of come back to these books. So I, I'm not even I would, I'm not sure if review is the right word. Like I, I'm actually still struggling with it because I'm just like I'm just putting quotes <laughs>、yep. from the book there. So I'm not actually like reviewing it much. I, I just I give it a grade and I say a couple of sentences and that's it. Like I'm too lazy to write too much about it.、Mm. So it's more of a collection of quotes、mm. about the book and then coming back for myself to read them. And、exactly. uh, yeah, so so that's just I don't know if it works for for other people, but I would、um, you know I would encourage them to try. It's maybe like one of the most sort、like, of transformative and easiest habits that I've done. Like it's just like once I started, it was off the rails. You know? Love it, love it. I'm glad you brought that up because I don't know if you remember at the beginning I said, oh, there's two things I want to talk about. The first was、mm. the repeating, and then the second was. That so let's end it on that. So I was gonna say,、yeah. writing a summary for yourself. That、yeah. that is so key because that's what I、mm. try to tell everybody. Like even with this、mm. podcast, the fir- very、mm. first episode of this podcast is me saying, "I'm recording these podcasts for myself because、mm-hmm. I want to go back and I want to listen to it and then I want to remember <laughs> the things that I've learned."、Um, So I completely understand what you're saying, and it's so powerful. Just the act of putting your thoughts into words, you know, writing, putting pen to paper or fingers to keyboard. Just the 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 process of turning ideas into yes, words. Yes, exactly. That too, that's yes, what makes once, you internalize it. Exactly. Once you actually start writing them down, I agree. And that's maybe the the biggest thing I learned from our conversation today. That I should like actually again think a bit more about the application. Because there's a couple of books where it's like I、um, primarily in communication, where I'm like I could do better, <laughs>、mm. like I could,、uh, but it it kind of requires conscious effort.、Uh, so yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. Okay, that was Dima Siridkin. You can find him on LinkedIn. Like I said, he publishes short reviews, notes on a new book every week. The website for his company is panda-training.com. That's it from me. I'm Tantley. You can also find me on LinkedIn, or you can contact me through my website, tantley.fi. Thanks for listening. Join me again next time.